to a brand new episode of Shakespeare Saga by Julia George. Today marks the 199th episode of Shakespeare Saga, and we are continuing with Symbolin, Act 5, Scene 4. A major promotions of Awara Bank, the best online banking service, Google Pay for all your international money transfers, and the Zenities app, the best meditation app to try. Try today on Amazon App Stores and on Google Play App Stores. So without any further delay, let me continue with Symbolin Act 5, Scene 4. Enter Posthumus in chains and two jailers. Jailers, you shall not now be stolen. You have locks upon you. So graze as you find pasture. Second jailer, eye or stomach. Jailer's exit. Posthumus, most welcome. Bondage, for thou art away, I think, to liberty. Yet am I better than one that's sick o' the gout, since he had rather grown so in perpetuity than be cured by the sure physician, death, who is the key. The umber, these locks, my conscience, thou art bettered more than my shanks and wrists. You good gods, give me the penitent instrument to pick that bolt. Then free forever, is it enough? I'm sorry. So children, temporal fathers, do appease. Gods are more full of mercy. Must I repent? I cannot do it better than in Jivis. Desired more than constrained to satisfy. If of my freedom, tis the main part. Take no sticker, render off me than my all. I know you are more clement than wild men, who of their broken debtors take a third, a sixth, a tenth, letting them thrive again. On their abatement, that's not my desire, for emotions, dear life, take mine. And though tis not so dear, yet tis alive, you coined it between man and man. They weigh not every stamp, though light take pieces for the figure's sake. You rather mine, being yours, and so great powers. If you will take this audit, take this life, and cancel those cold bonds. O Imogen, I'll speak to thee in silence. He lies down and sleeps. Solemn music, enter as an apparition. Cilius, Leonatus, father to Posthumus, an old man attired like a warrior, leading in his hand an ancient matron, his wife, and other mother to Posthumus with music before them. Then, after other music, follows the two young Leonati brothers to Posthumus with wounds as they died in the wars. They circle Posthumus round as he lies sleeping. Cecilius, no more, that thunder master, show thy spite on moral flies, with Mars fall out. With Juno chide, that the adulteries, rates and revenges, hath my power, poor boy, down aught but well, whose face I never saw. I died whilst in the womb he stayed, attending nature's law. Whose father then, as men report, thou orphan's father art? Thou shouldest have been, and shielded him from the earth waxing smart. Mother, Lucina, lent not me her aid, 
but took me in my throat. That from me was posthumous ripped, came crying amongst his foes, a thing of pity. Cecilius, great nature, like his ancestry, molded the stuff so far, fair, that he deserved the praise o' the world as great Cecilius heir. For his brother, when once he was mature for man in Britain, where was he that could stand up his parallel or fruitful object be an eye of emotion that best could deem his dignity? Mother, with marriage, wherefore was he mocked to be exiled and thrown from Leonati's seat and cast from her? His dearest one, sweet Imogen, Cecilius, why did you suffer Iachimo, slight thing of Italy, to taint his nobler heart and brain with needless jealousy, and to become the geck and scorn of the other's villainy? Second brother, for this from stiller seats we came, our parents and us twain, that striking in our country's cause fell gravely and were slain. Our fealty and tinnitus, right with honor to maintain. First brother, like hardiment posthumous hath to Cymbeline performed, that Jupiter, thou king of gods, why hast thou thus adjourned the graces of his merits due, being all to dollars turned, to Silas, that crystal window op Look out, no longer exercise, upon a valiant race thy harsh and potent injuries. Mother, since Jupiter, our son is good, take off his miseries. Cecilius, peep through thy marble mansion, help, or we poor ghosts will cry to the shining synod of the rest against the deity. Brothers, help Jupiter, or we appeal, and from thy justice fly, Jupiter's descent in thunder and lightning. Sitting upon an eagle, he throws a thunderbolt, the ghosts fall on their knees. Jupiter, no more, you petty spirits of region law, offend our hearing. Hush, how dare you ghosts accuse thunderer, whose bolt, you know, sky-planted, batters all rebelling hosts, foreshadows of Elysium, hence and rest upon your never-withering banks of flowers. Be not the mortal accidents oppressed, no care of yours it is, and you know tis ours. Whom best I love I cross to make my gift, the more delayed, delighted, be content. Your low laid son, our God's head, will uplift his comforts thrive, his trails well are spent. Our jovial star reigned at his birth, and in our temple was he married rise and fade. He shall be lord of Lady Imogen, and happier, much by his affliction made. He hands Cecilius a tablet. This tablet lay upon his breast, wherein our pleasure his full fortune doeth confine, and so away no farther with our din. Express impatience, lest you stir up mine, mount eagle to my palace crystalline. Essence, Cecilius, he came in thunder, his celestial breath was sulphurous to smell. The holy eagle stooped as to foot us. His ascension is more sweet than our blessed fields. His royal birds preens the immortal wings and cloys his beak. 
as when his gods is pleased. All. Thanks, Jupiter. Cecilius. The marble payment closes. He's entered. His radiant roof away. And to be blessed. Let us with care perform his great behest. He places the tablet on Bostomus' breast. They banish Bostomus waking. Sleep. Thou has been a grand share. And they got a father to me. And thou has created a mother and two brothers. But, O oh, scorn, gone. They went hence so soon as they were born. And so I am awake, poor wretches that depend. On greatness, favor dream, and I have done. Wake and find nothing. But alas, I swerve. Many dream not to find, neither deserve. And yet are steeped in favors, so am I, that have this golden chance and know not why. Finding the tablet, what fairies haunt this ground, O book, or rare one, be not, as is our fangled word, a garment nobler than that it covers. Let thy effects so follow, to be most unlike our courtiers, as good as promise. When as a lion's whelp shall to himself unknown without seeking find and be embraced by a piece of tender air, and when from a stately sitter shall be loped branches which, being dead many years, shall after revive, be jointed to the old stock and freshly grow, then shall Posthumus end his miseries. Britain, be fortunate and flourish in peace and plenty. Tis still a dream, or else each stuff as madmen, tongue and brain not, either both or nothing, or senseless speaking, or speaking such as sense cannot untie. Be what it is, the action of my life is like it, which I'll keep, if but for sympathy. Enter jailer. Jailer. Come, sir, are you ready for death? Posthumus. Or roasted, rather, ready long ago. Jailer, hanging is the word. Sir, if you be ready for that, you are well cooked. Posthumus, so if I prove a good repast to the spectators, the dish pays the shot. Jailer, a heavy reckoning for you, sir. But the comfort is you shall be called to no more payments. Fear no more tavern bills, which are often the sadness of parting as the procuring of mirth. You come in faint for want of meat, depart reeling with too much drink. Sorry that you have paid too much. And sorry that you are paid too much. Purse and brain both empty, the brain and heavier for being too light, the purse too light being drawn of heaviness, oh, of this contradiction, you shall now be quit. Oh, the charity of a penny, cord. It sums up thousands in a trice. You have no true debtor and creditor, creditor but it. Of what's past is and to come the discharge. Your neck, sir, is pen. Book encounters, so the acquaintance follows. Posthumus. 
I merrier to die than thou art to live. Jailer, indeed, sir. He that sleeps feels not the toothache, but a man that weir were to sleep your sleep, and a hangman to help him to bed. I think he would change places with his officer for luck. You, sir, you know not which way you shall go. Posthumus, yes, indeed do I, fellow jailer. Your death has eyes in hand. Then I have not seen him so pictured. You must either be directed by some that take upon them to know, or to take upon yourself that which I am sure you do not know, or jump the after inquiry on your own peril, and how you shall speed in our journey's end. I think you'll never return to tell one. Posthumus, I tell thee, fellow, there are none want eyes to direct them the way I'm going, but such as wink and will not use them. Jailer, what an infinite mock is this, that a man should have the best use of eyes to see the way of blindness. I'm sure hanging's the way of winking. Enter a messenger. Messenger, knock off his manacles. Bring your prisoner to the king. Posthumus, thou bringest good news? I am called to be made free? Jailer, I'll be hanged then. He removes Posthumus's chains. Posthumus, thou shalt be then freer than a jailer. No bolts for the dead. All but the jailer. The exit. Jailer, unless a man would bury a gallows and beget, going gibbets, I never saw one so prone. Yet on my conscience, there are verier knaves desire to live for all he be a roman and there be some of them two that die against their wills so should i if i were one i would we were all of one mind and one mind good oh there were desolations of jailers and gallowses i speak against my present prophet but my wish had the preferment in it. He exits. Next is scene five. We'll continue that in another episode. Appreciate the listens. That's it for this one.